Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. We're back from that quick break. Uh, Nick, we were talking some Russell Wilson, and, and I wanted to lead that into, because he talked about, Nick, I think his line was, yeah, the season didn't go as we wanted to. It was a tough year. It was a humbling year. Uh, but it was also a very rewarding rewarding year um do you think when you look back at this season obviously no season is 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 worthless right in the nfl i mean there's always takeaways you can have from it when you look back at this season um you know what are the positives to take away and and what is that reward that that russell's talking about well the positives to take away from the season was that we saw a lot of young players get an opportunity to play who ordinarily wouldn't have received that opportunity and that opportunity they were presented with because guys were, were injured and they were kind of forced uh, into action. And that, that's a great part about this game. Sometimes you never know when your number is going to get called, but when it does, can you elevate your level of play? We saw Lamar Jackson come in and we saw him play. We saw Damari Mathis see extended uh, minutes because, Hey, you know, uh, corners were injured and they had to find a way to get him into the lineup. And because Mathis was playing so well and build up that confidence, the team decided to part ways with Michael Ojemudia. So th- that tells you right there. Then also we saw Jerry Judy kind of come out of his shell and really show people what he is capable of. And, and I'm proud that he was able to do it. And the biggest thing for me is regardless of how the season ended up, the team continued to fight. I can't tell you uh, that, I mean, I oh, I can tell you that I've been on some teams where our records were similar, but guys were already thinking about what they're going to do in the offseason, and guys had already had their cars packed for that last game. This was a team that continued to fight, so that was very impressive from what I saw uh, this past season. Yeah, I think the fight was impressive right at the end of the year. Um, you know, I think even – after Hackett was fired, their response, right, from the mm-hmm. guys. And, and Jerry Rosberg deserves a lot of credit for that. But I think it also speaks to the veterans on this team, Nick. When you have a guy like Justin Simmons who has every reason, Nick, to be fed up with uh, losing, uh, not making the playoffs, um, 
you know, things just not going his way, right? I mean, even in a season that he has a career year this year, that the guy should have made the made the Pro Bowl, but didn't get in probably because he missed a few games due to injury. Like every every reason to complain, he gets up there at, at the podium at the end of the year and says, "Yeah, it was a really tough year, uh, but I'm proud of our group." And he knows that this thing is going in the right direction. And I think that again, that that ability to play hard kind of reflects the leadership of this group and even Cortland Sutton, um, Nick, I don't know if you caught any of his post-game interview, which was just in the locker room. He was, um, he was dropping a lot of F bombs, Nick. Um, yeah, I, the, I missed that. I missed that one. Uh, it w- and it was one of them was um, the uh, give a bleep meter is what he said. Um, yeah. And that their, their give a bleep meter was high at the end of the year. And that, that, that to him showed, you know, showed progress with this group and that, you know, young guys still, you know, um, gave a bleep is what he said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he goes, that that to me tells me all I need to know about this year. Yeah, it didn't go the way that they wanted, but it, they have the right guys. They think that can, uh, you know, get this thing turned around. And, and I think that that's that's again, like I don't want to sit here and pump sunshine. The season is what it is. Right. Um, the film shows you what it is. Right. Nick, the film never lies. I know that's something the players always say, and they were five and twelve. They were a bad football team this year, right. but I think the film also shows you that they've got some really nice pieces. Uh, if they can fit them in the right places and find the person that can fit them in the, those right places, this can be a good football team. And and I feel like that that's maybe been the takeaway several several years now here in Denver. They just haven't had the right person maybe to fit those pieces together. Well, I believe it was uh, my former coach, Bill Parcells, who once said that you are what your record indicates. And if you were better than that, your record would uh, show something different. So this was a, a 5-12 and 12 team when you needed the offense to show up and score points uh, down the stretch. They couldn't do it. Then it seemed like the defense took their chance and took, and took their part into it because when they needed to stop, they were not able to get a stop uh, at all. And when you look at the game today, even though the Broncos won the game, and, you know, you talked about Justin Simmons forcing uh, two two fumbles. If he doesn't force those two fumbles, those lead to points for the Chargers. And think about the opening drive. The, the Chargers went down the field, I think, uh, eight plays, 72 yards, and they scored. And you were asking yourself, where is the defense? Why are they not living up to – to, to their standards. So once again, th- this team still had some, some holes they need to plug, but overall, when you look at, you know, the team and how they fought uh, a Russell uh, being really open, admitting that he was not playing at the level that uh, he can play at. And then seeing a lot of the guys who were not really involved in the early part of the season, really get involved. You have to be optimistic about next season. And I, I, I know it, it's, you know, things are ending on a bitter note because the season is over and everyone's want, asking those questions. Why wasn't this style of play, you know, prevalent during the early part of the season? Once again, depending on who comes in here as a head coach, uh, I'm, I'm confident that that person will be able to turn things around. But like I've said before, you know, George, the biggest hire that you can have is not your head coach. It is your offensive coordinator right now. Yeah, and I think I think you could also say that the other biggest thing that they need to do is keep Giro Evero. Um, you know, I mentioned him earlier, Nick. 
in the locker room. It was it was a theme in in the post game. A lot of the questions weren't a t- it, it, you know there were a couple questions about the game, but a lot of it was you know coaching search related, um, you know takeaways, big picture from the season, things like that. And I thought it was interesting, Nick. Anytime you ask the defensive players about the coaching search, every single one of them, Nick, every single one I talked to, Baron Brown and Kareem Jackson, uh, Justin Simmons, Pat Sertan, Draymond Jones, uh, Deshaun Williams, Mike Purcell, every single one of them, Nick, brought up Ajero Avaro and said, you know, one advocated him for him for the head coaching job, said that he absolutely 100% deserves it here or somewhere else, that they could see it working out that way. But then they said, and if they hire somebody else here, they need to bring back Evero. Every single one of them said that, Nick. Um, and they were very open about it, about keeping Evero and that he was sort of the the secret behind uh, why they were so good defensively. And obviously they've got great players, but there's a reason why they finished nearly top five in every single defensive category. And so it's going to be interesting to see you know, if Evero sticks around. Again, you and I have talked about it. I don't think he's going to get the head coaching job. And Denver, maybe he does. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, but he's a guy that I think they got to keep, man, because if they can bring him back in, you know, they're bringing back a lot of these defensive guys. I think they'll be really good on that side of the ball. But you're 100% right, Nick. They got to go get the right offensive coach as well on that side. Um, but, Nick, I, I wanted to ask you as we as we close out our final postgame pod of the year here, who, who are some of your, your MVPs this season for this group? Um, you know, who, who are some guys that you really thought stood out this season? I know we mentioned quite a few in, in terms of Jerry Judy and a couple of those guys, but um, who are some guys that maybe were underappreciated or a guy that um, is just your MVP for this team? Well, for me, the obvious guy is Jerry Judy. Uh, based on what he was able to do, I think uh, you said early he was, what, maybe 20 yards shy of 1,000 yards. Yeah. And that, that that's incredible for a player who – most felt as though he lacked the skills to be a top receiver in this league. So Jerry Judy would get my vote. But another guy that would definitely get my vote because people have said things about him and his long tenure in the NFL, and that's Latavius Murray. I don't care how long you play in this league. If you're still able to go out there and play the running back position, I mean, let's be totally honest, the running back position and you've been in the league 12, uh, 10 years, that says a lot about your durability and your ability, your confidence from the coaches to really hand you the ball. So he would be my second offensive MVP. Now switching over to the defensive side of the ball, the first person I'm going to call out is the only Hall of Fame, not Hall of Fame, what am I talking about? He's he's a future Hall of Fame guy in my mind, and uh, he made the Pro Bowl, and that's uh, Pat Sertan. I thought he should have made the Pro Bowl his first year, but he didn't, but he showed you why. George Payton decided to draft him in the first round. And I rounded out by saying a guy who is on an expiring deal, the Broncos are going to have to find a way to bring him back. And that is the team leading tackler in Alex Singleton. He was a guy that no one thought would be in this role. And I don't think he thought he would be in this role, George, but he fit into the role pretty well. And he's the team leading tackler. (laughs) 
Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Listen to this stat, Nick, on Alex Singleton, which I agree. I think he's an MVP of this group. Uh, he has 152 tackles. That does not include special teams tackles. I believe with special teams tackles, he's at like 162 maybe. Uh, but 152 tackles this season. That's the most by a Broncos player since Michael Brooks in 1992, Nick, who had no 170. Wow. Yeah, wow. since 1992. I told him that after the game. and uh, What do you say? He just shrugged it off, man. He was just like, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, that's pretty cool. He goes, I guess, you know, I'll look back on that. And I, I was like, dude, you're only here like maybe one year. Like, that's a pretty cool thing to be in the Broncos, like record books like that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it'll mean something more to me in, you know, when I, 10 years from now. And I'm like, man, that's, that's a 30 year old, you know, you have the most tackles since, since in 30 years for the franchise. That's pretty impressive. So uh, always humble Alex Singleton. And then, uh, Nick Latavius Murray is the other one that you mentioned. Did you know, Nick, since they cut Melvin Gordon, the Broncos not only never lost a fumble since they lost, since they cut Melvin Gordon, they also never put it on the ground. Mm. Latavius Murray uh, has not fumbled, I believe, in the last like four years of his career, which is just an incredible stat uh, for a guy that's been, you know, in this league that long. Uh, but he currently, Nick, has uh, the fourth – he's tied for the fourth most uh, touchdowns among active running backs in the NFL, only behind Derrick Henry, who's obviously a future Hall of Famer, right. uh, Ezekiel Elliott, and Mark Ingram. So – and he's tied, believe it or not, with Melvin Gordon. Um, so, you know, hats off to him. Again, we're the, we're, we're the, we're the uh, presidents of the uh, Latavius Murray fan club. I, I even started the hashtag, hashtag bring back Latavius Murray. Um, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta, you, I, I, if they don't bring him back, like that's craziness to me. Like that guy deserves, even if it's like, you know, like a very small deal, like that guy, what he did this year for them, he deserves to be brought back. So uh, I hope to see him other guys that I think stand out, Nick, uh, I thought Quinn Miners had a really good year. I know we don't always give the offensive line a ton of love. Uh, they had a rough year. But when Quinn Miners was in the game this year, it felt like he was maybe their best offensive lineman. So I'm, I'm going to give him some props. I thought the I thought Eric Tomlinson had a good year. I mean, he's another guy. I think he, he was the only guy. Him and Sobert were the only guys that played in every single game for the Broncos this year um, on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, I think you nailed it. Pat Sertan, Alex Singleton. I got to throw out. To Justin Simmons, man, that guy was unbelievable yeah. this year. I mean, when he was healthy, man, he was a difference maker every single game. Um, you know, six interceptions, yeah, leads the league, I believe, um, or at least is tied for the league league high. But uh, he deserves some love. I, you know, Kareem Jackson, 
Nick, I thought he was really interesting after the game. Talk that he still thinks he can play a few more years and then he wants to be back in Denver. Looks good to me, man. Like he played every single game this year. I know he's the oldest guy on the team. I think at 30, what is he, 34, maybe? Maybe. Uh, which I think Russell, Russell might be a year older than him. But uh, you know, he he looked looked good out there this year. Maybe they bring him back. Um, you could always use a guy like him on the team. You know, shout out uh all the guys that played the other side of the corner, Ronald Darby. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, obviously goes down. Damari Mathis comes in, plays great. Jaquan McMillan, my guy, great game today. Um, but uh, you know, I still think they need they need some help on the edge. It'll be interesting to see what they do there this offseason. But uh, I don't really have a whole lot of qualms with the uh, with the defense. Well, we'll get get into uh, the defense later on in the week because there's some uh, glaring issues about the defense uh, moving forward that they need to change. Whether uh, Coach Evero remains as their defensive coordinator or they bring someone else in here. It really doesn't make a difference because you're going to have the similar personnel. Yeah, there are going to be a couple of guys who are not going to be here. And definitely we're going to go over that this offseason. But there are some glaring issues about the, the defense when they're on the field that kind of expose uh, some of their weaknesses. And the Chargers did a great job of doing that today. Yeah, definitely. And and again, they've got a lot of choices to make, Nick, uh, this this offseason. 25 free agents, I believe, uh, for the Broncos. So you're looking at a, a really big group that you mm-hmm. could see leave. And I'm sure they'll try and go out and upgrade at a few spots as well. Um, so it's going to be a really interesting offseason. Now, I think the first first thing is, is the head coaching search. And you and I will dive into that more this week and in the coming weeks. I do think that that's going to take some time. I know a lot of people out there think, they're going to turn around and hire Jim Harbaugh tomorrow. I can tell you that's not going to happen. Um, you know, they can't even interview in person uh, until I think January 17th. So 17. that's kind of the date to circle for now. And I would assume a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks after that. And if, you know, and if they go after somebody that's playing in the Super Bowl, let's say they want to hire Leslie Frazier, the Bills defensive coordinator, and they're playing the Super Bowl. Uh, we may not know till you know, after the Super Bowl. Um, I, you know, who knows? We'll, we'll see what happens, but Nick, um, any final thoughts for our final post-game show of the year? Yeah, my my final thoughts are that, hey, uh, for once over this long, arduous, disappointing season, both you and I were able to get on the same page and uh, predict a Broncos victory because every time you would always ask me first, well, what are the predictions? And I just had this idea that, you were going to go against me regardless, just so if the Broncos did lose or win in that particular game, you can just kind of throw it out there and just kind of uh, make me feel bad about it. Am I right or wrong about that, George? Oh, you're 100% right. Okay, okay. You're 100% right. <laughs> Definitely going to make you feel bad about it. But, uh, but yeah. But, Nick, you know, uh, we, we got some good stuff in store uh, in the next few weeks, right? Like I said, lots of stuff coming this week we'll have we'll have an episode on Tuesday. I believe that'll be our only episode during the week this week. But then moving forward, we'll just do Tuesdays and Thursdays. So for you guys out there that that uh, have us on your schedule, make sure you guys have that in there that that we'll be doing uh, twice a week from here forward. And and, and we again this off season, as you guys know, there is no off season in the NFL, no, especially not one. There's especially not one with the Broncos. There's always something going on with this team. So. Uh, we look forward to that. But, Nick, uh, thanks, man. Been a great season. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I know that there wasn't a whole lot of uh, celebrating 
at times there was a lot of me coming on here and saying, man, the Broncos suck um, <laughs> to lead the podcast. So I appreciate you putting me up, putting up with me for that. But, uh, but it's been a fun year, fun season. Uh, and, and maybe next year we'll be talking about the playoffs at this point. So uh, thanks to everybody who listens. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. And again, we'll be back on Tuesday uh, talking all things coaching search. <laughs>